Her name was Agnes, and she was from Albania. In 1928, at age 13, she went to Ireland and became a nun. Almost 20 years later, in 1946, she received what she described as a call within the call. As she was riding in the train, her heart heard the Lord tell her to help the most rejected people in society, the poorest of the poor, the throwaway people of Calcutta, India. It took her two years of fighting through the bureaucratic red tape in order for her to pursue that call, but she remained committed. And in 1950, Agnes Bojiu founded the Missionaries of Charity. Agnes Bojiu, of course, is Mother Teresa. Discussing that call within a call, she stated, stay where you are, find your own Calcutta, find the sick, the suffering, and the lonely right where you are in your own homes and in your own families, in your workplaces and in your schools. You can find Calcutta all over the world if you only have eyes to see. Everywhere, wherever you go, you find people who are unwanted, unloved, uncared for, just rejected by society, completely forgotten, completely left alone. Help one person at a time and always start with the person nearest you. We just finished reading the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest preacher, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthews 5 through 7. Now we turn our attention to chapter 8. What interests me is not just the sermon, but what took place the day after the sermon. What we learn about in today's reading of chapter 8. This is when the crowd shrinks to the individual. The audience now has a name. We see it immediately in Matthew 8 verses 1 and 2. Jesus came down the mountain with the cheers of the crowd still ringing in his ears. Then a leper appeared. Life just got real. The worst disease came after the greatest sermon. You know what I'm talking about. After the singing and the preaching, there is debt, marriage problems, addictions, cancer, diabetes, divorce, and abuse. Because chapter 8 is all about what happens on Monday after the great inspiring Sunday morning worship service. Chapter 8 is where there is no stage, no music, but people with a lot of problems who need help. Chapter 8 is about a lot of people, and all of them have an issue. And Jesus met every one of them. Cleansing, healing, deliverance, words of truth. Think about this with me. Chapters 5 through 7 is Sunday church service. Chapter 8 is Monday through Saturday. Chapters 5 through 7 is about interacting with God. And chapter 8 is how we interact with people. No one did it better than Jesus. Chapters 5 through 7, he is the preacher teacher. Chapter 8, he is the doctor. In chapter 8, his Monday included four encounters, a leper, a Roman captain with a paralyzed staff member, his disciple Peter's sick mother-in-law who is stuck in bed with a fever, and finally two graveyard demoniacs who are causing havoc in a town. But this is important to notice. Jesus had compassion and healed them. The key word with Jesus, and when he sees someone in need, is compassion. To know the Bible, to know how to sing Christian songs is important, but that doesn't translate into making other people's lives better when we meet them in a tragedy. You can't be compassionate without people. Compassion needs people to sacrifice for. No one is compassionate alone. Our Calcutta are right next to us, and they need our compassion. It's about touching your city, your community, your neighbors, your family, and your friends. Every one of us has three resources to show compassion, time, treasure, and talents. First, time. 
The Bible says to redeem the time in Ephesians 5.16. To redeem means to see it as valuable and to get the best bang for your buck. The New American Standard Bible translated as making the most of our time and using it the best way we can. Examine what you give your time to. Does it show others compassion? I've heard someone once say you can't see the priorities of a person's life by two documents, a checkbook and a calendar. Your time reveals your priorities. Your treasure. How you spend your money also reveals your priorities. Do you spend your money in compassionate ways? For instance, do you tithe regularly to God's kingdom? Tithing is a thank you note to God for entrusting you with 90% of God's 100%. When we give to God, we are just taking our hands off what he already owns. Give to God what's right and not what's left. As Martin Luther once said, I've tried to keep things in my hands and I've lost them all. But what I've given to God into God's hands, I still possess. And finally, talents. What is your talent? You have at least one talent because everybody does. The Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 4.10, as each one of us has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You show compassion by using your talent well. Jesus told a parable of those who were given talents in Matthew 25. When they used them, they produced more than what they had. Your talent produces something more. Your gift is your obligation to others. So if everyone has a gift, then everyone is to impact someone, you included, no exceptions. It also surrounds us using your gift for others. When your gifting is loving people, helping people, serving people, giving to people, bringing people to church, it's always about people. That's how you show compassion, by meeting their needs. Chapter 8 is Monday. Where is your Calcutta? Where does life get real for you? How might you show compassion during your Monday morning? That is today's challenge.